Greetings, Mind Crafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft discussion on this beautiful day. I'm just telling you, I, uh, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am so just so thrilled to be doing these podcasts, and I'd like to thank all my listeners for tuning in uh, to these, because it's just so super enjoyable. And we talk about timely and important things, right? So it totally is, uh, at least for me, very intellectually stimulating. It's awesome. So today what I'd like to talk about is transcending self-importance and, you know, really kind of letting go of that need to be special, as they say. And I'm not talking about in an authentic way. We are all unique. We're all obviously, you know, the snowflake analogy is kind of cliche at this point, a little bit cheesy, right? But it is true. There are no two of us who are exactly alike. So we're not talking about authentically. We're talking more about the ego, because the authentic self doesn't need any approval. The authentic self doesn't need to feel special. The authentic self doesn't need all these external kudos. And, you know, the, the authentic self doesn't need to be the brightest crayon in the box. And you see all these little hallmarky type, you know, little little uh, knick-knacky things and signs and, and, and like that, that kind of just encourages, they're kind of, you know, ego-driven, to be truthful. Some of them are nice. Sometimes I, I buy some, too, when they're more the authentic messages. But really, um, we're talking about, rather than trying to be, you know, competitive and outshine people, to maybe do your own, you know, focus on your own personal best. That's really what we're talking about. So also remember that, uh the ego is the evil twin of the authentic self, right? The authentic self is feeling whole and complete. And we are, when we are feeling whole and complete, right? We're not talking about perfect. That doesn't exist unless you're the creator of all things himself, right? We're not talking about perfect. We're talking about being our very best authentic self. When we're feeling whole and complete, we don't have a need for any of this. We don't have a need to be, you know, right and to prove points and to compete, all this stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today because when we are able to let go of the self-importance thing and transcend it, which means rise above, right? Rise above the need to be self-important. The inner peace levels, the inner peace, pretend like it's like a, think of those things at the fair where you hit the hammer and it goes up to the top, like ringing the bell. When we can let go of all this egoic thinking that leads to ego-driven behavior. We are ringing the bell in authenticity and, and it's, just such a, a fulfilling, satisfying feeling. And so I want to do a little shout out to Wayne Dyer again. I, I, I think because he, I feel such a connection to this man who I never met. It's wild because it's, it's really like a spiritual connection. And, um, and uh, I've just, I've just found his, his podcast. I also have his books just really kind of hitting the spot, as I say, like the light bulb aha moment. So anyway, I was listening to him. I think it was this morning, actually. I listen to him a lot, so it's tough to keep track of. But anyway, he does a lot of talking about, you know, really being cognizant, right? We, we can't do what we don't know. So it's really all about awareness. So since we can't just, you know, take a tweezers, reach in and pull out the ego or delete the ego or, um, as he says, do an egoectomy and just kind of remove it like a gallbladder, we, it's going to be there constantly nudging at us, which also leads us to authentic growth, right? When we're, when we're realizing that we're doing, so we're behaving, you know, thinking egoic thoughts and behaving in an egoic manner, in an egoic manner, then we can, you know, um, once we realize that we can steer away from that because it doesn't go anywhere good. It stifles growth. 
it's, you know, it can be, and the, you know, more severe, it can be damaging and damaging to us and other people. Ego-driven behavior is just plain no good. So, you know, Wayne talks about the ways, ways to um, transcend this kneeling to feel special. And I mean, in an egoic sense, to transcend, to lift, rise above this need to be self-important. Now, one of the first things to do is to realize when you're feeling offended, because believe it or not, this isn't my life for certain um, because I'm look, constantly looking for the good in people. I mean, it doesn't mean it always happens because sometimes people aren't presenting that, right? Though when people, there are people out there who kind of are looking to be offended. I'm not sure if they're aware that they're looking to be offended, but for whatever reason, it does something for them. And remember we said, you know, Dr. Phil said a long time ago, like probably a decade or two ago, we don't, and he's right, we don't do anything as human beings unless there's payoff in it. So we usually think of more positive things, right? Like a dog sits down, you give it a, you know, you give him or her a dog biscuit or something like that, or a prime rib bone. But it doesn't have to be a positive thing. If we get people gossip because there's payoff in it, that's a great example. We know that gossip is emotional poison, it's destructive. Nothing comes out of gossip that's good because it's an intentional thing. We're not talking about just sharing positive information. That wouldn't mean gossip, right? Gossip by the very nature of the word is, is negative. It's, it's the intention is malicious, right? So nothing comes, comes, comes good out of that. Yet people, it's like crack for some people. And so there is payoff in it. So some people, their crack is being offended and they like to stew and brew and, and be wounded and injured and then walk around and talk about it. And so the first one is to realize when you're offended and really release this feeling. Because we don't need to be offended. Why? Because other people's words really can't hurt our feelings. Wayne also says that. Why? Because of your feelings. Think about that for a second. And Miguel, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements, would say also to not take anything personally because a high majority of it isn't about you. It's about the person saying it. That they're coming from their own filter, their own injured place, yada, yada, yada. So release the need or the feeling or whatever to be offended. And then next he says, release the need to win. I love this one. And, you know, so many people talk about this, not just Wayne. It makes sense because Dr. Wayne Dyer we're talking about. Because, you know, most of the great thinkers across the world are generally saying the same thing. Most of this, of the, you know, organized religions are saying the same thing. You know, the, the spiritual thinkers, like I said, are absolutely saying the same thing. So release the need to win, you know, to, to come out on top. And now we're not saying... Not to, you know, go full throttle forward to do your own best, following your authentic path, listening to that inner voice, keeping your eye on the prize, that sort of thing, and letting it all unfold as it's meant to unfold. Yes, in an ego-driven sense, we got to come out on top and, you know, shine, be the one to, you know, shine the brightest at the work presentation or whatever when you're on a team. And we, you know, we really do better when we, when we help people shine. In fact, we inadvertently shine you know, out, not outshine, but shine the brightest when we are lifting other people up. So, I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, in, instead of, uh, because ego, the ego is the source of this competition. When we're, when we're trying to do our own personal best, this is our authentic self to striving to live our highest vibe self. And it's so different. The ego, the ego is the evil twin of your authentic self. And so the third one Wayne was saying, I think this morning, that um, to let go of the need to be right and 
So again, so many people say this one too, and I'm thinking right now who's coming to my mind. Oh, Dr. Richard Carlson, PhD, right? Because you know it's more it's more important because we can choose this. We have a lot of conscious choice here. Keywords: conscious choice, right? We can choose to be kind over being right. We can choose to be happy over being right. We can choose to be loving over being right. We absolutely can. And you know what? No one said it had to be easy. Let's say you're an expert in a certain field. It's psychology or it's medicine or it's engineering or it's elementary school teaching or uh, yoga or Tai Chi, whatever, 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 right? Even if that's your expertise and somebody's rattling off, maybe innocently, maybe they're not even being a jerk or anything. They just really think they know they know what's happening that's new and exciting in the field. And maybe they're, you know, two or three years behind or something. And you know, for a, a fact, triple quadruple fact that you're right and they're wrong and they're outdated. And they're kind of rolling along, along at a cocktail party or at the sidelines of a soccer game or whatever. And, and like, here's the thing, who cares? Who cares? And we're not saying that it's easy for you to to bite your lip till it bleeds, but you might have to bite your lip till it bleeds because even if it's tough and you do it and you overcome it and let them, you know, shine talking about whatever they're talking about, even if they're wrong, who cares? In the end, does it really matter? I'd say no, it does not. And this is a biggie with superior, with being superior. That's such an ego. All all of this we're talking about are the things not to do are things that are coming straight from the ego and it's so important not to just ride on autopilot. We've, you know, we, we said it that, you know, autopilot without question, hands down, is the biggest thief of our valuable, valuable life minutes. So the opposite of that is living deliberately and being actively engaged with your, with your authentic self, living your authentic life. And um, so the fourth one here, Wayne talks about giving, releasing the need to be superior over somebody else. And it's similar to the others, right? Because we're still talking about, similar but different, we're still talking about that need to, you know, come out on top. Arrogance. Arrogance is of the ego being superior on a lighter level because sometimes, sometimes people don't realize that they're um, valuing themselves more than other people is with time. And Oprah did a show on this ages ago, eons ago, a decade and a half, maybe two even. People who are perpetually late, not, not like you blew a tire late, but just stopping to pick up dry cleaning at the last minute when you know you only have five minutes and there could be a line or whatever like that. And just it's this unconscious thinking or maybe conscious, but often it's unconscious. That person who's perpetually late is expressing arrogance because that is ego driven. I value my time over other people's. They can just wait for me. Even if it's just two minutes, they're, they're not maybe thinking those words, but that is what they're doing. This is the message that their behavior is sending. I'll just run in real fast. I know we only have five minutes to get there, and this will take three of the five. And, you know, then we end up at a stoplight. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. The traffic. It wasn't the traffic. You should have given yourself more time. But you didn't give yourself more time because you're, value, you're valuing your time more than somebody else's. That's a real thing, perpetually late people. So arrogance and this need to feel superior um, can show itself in all different ways. Um but that was one common one. So stop being late. Be punctual because it's respectful. Again, anybody can blow a tire or have something happen. But if you're valuing the other people, person or people, you give yourself more time to allow life to happen. That's that's the message here. Okay. And then the fifth one is to let go of this. Oh, my gosh. We have such a disease of this in this country. And I love my country very much. 
And that said, there is a disease of wanting for sure, absolutely sure. And I've shared in earlier, way earlier videos, how I got sucked into that, especially as a young mom, because it's all the messages, especially at the holiday time, this disease of just, you know, all the pressure on parents to just to do all that, you know? And so I'm, that was a holiday example, but we don't need to reside there. Let go of the disease of just always wanting more, 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 right? Because this also sort of radiates needy energy and the, the universe responds to whatever we put out there. Every thought we think expands. And if we were coming at, um, you know, coming at someone, let's say even a relationship, if we are looking for a partner, you know, that soulmate to share our lives with, and we're putting out all this needy energy of wanting more, 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 guess who's not showing up? Or somebody shows up, but somebody who's attracted to needy energy more than likely is needy energy themselves. They need to rescue or fix somebody. That's all codependency. So when you come at a relationship, again, we're not talking about perfect. You can, you come at and you come at a relationship full of, you know, ready to give the love you, that you'd like, ready to be, you know, the kindness, express the kindness you like, express the excitement in someone else's life you'd like for them to express in your life. That's when it all comes together. Being grateful all the way along, you know, all the way along celebrating breadcrumbs and not coming at it with needy energy. No, needy energy goes nowhere good. Needy energy goes nowhere good. You know, so instead of the, the needy energy thing, which we know doesn't work out well for anybody, there might be a codependency fix, like in it for a while. You know, it's unhealthy because it's the ego that's getting the fix, not your authentic self. Your authentic self is the farthest thing from codependent that there could be um, because that person is feeling whole and complete, right? But this codependent dance thing, there's all kinds of fixes in that. Just like Dr. Phil says, there's payoff. It's not healthy or good. It's going to lead to probably self-destructive behavior pretty quickly. Um, but instead, realize that the infinite abundance of the universe is constantly, 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 emphasis on constantly flowing. And gratitude, oh, Melody Beatty, she says this better than anybody. I'm not even looking at it. It's coming straight out of my, my head right now. Melody Beatty says that, Gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. So when we're celebrating all the little stuff, the little stuff on the way to the partner, the little stuff on the way to that, you know, ideal job, the little stuff on the way to traveling that, that we love to do, the little stuff on the way to the house, the little stuff on the way to having kids, the little stuff on the way to starting the business, writing the book, blah, 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 all the breadcrumbs, celebrating that, realizing that there is infinite abundance out there. It's just like the, the pizza example I've used in the past. And if that were reality and you had four people over, um, three or four people over for dinner, and it's a big, let's picture a big New York, you know, those are, their large pizzas are huge. That would be two pieces each. So you want to go for a third, but there's three other people. Yes, it would be important to ask if anybody, you know, wanted another piece before you grab it because it would have been even to have two each. Well, that's not, the, the universe has infinite pizzas. So if you had four or five or six pizzas of four pieces or pizzas or had a hundred pizzas, let's say it would make you sick in reality, but let's just say that you don't, the universe does not run out of pizzas. What you have does not affect all the good things that land in your lap does not affect anybody else. It's infinite hard for our human minds to picture that, but there, it's just a faucet that's just endless. And so Wipe away the guilt from, from, from that and just open up your, your 
your heart and mind and hands and just catch it all like a big open catcher's mitt. And then, then the sixth one, Wayne talks about is, you know, stop identifying with what you do or have a, what you, what your achievements are, because think about it. If we, if we identify me as our, like the core of ourself, this is who I am. If who I am is what I do, then who are you when you don't? I mean, think about that. Right. And it's, that's a difficult one. And I know today's young adults really struggle with, with feeling enough and often attached to what they, what they do, what they'd like to do and what they accomplish. Um, and we all do it. Certainly. I think the young adults are, are coming into that a little bit more, but, um, so we want to stop, I, you know, I just identifying with the achievement. Some people are achievement junkies. It's certainly true. I know it's, it's, it's not in everybody's, you know, addicted family, but certainly it's, it's, it can be anybody, but in addicted families, especially the oldest child can really become that overachiever because it's filling something in them. That's also ego driven that has to achieve in order to feel and feel valuable. So rather than, rather than attaching to achievements, it doesn't say when people say nice things and you win an award and you're acknowledged by your boss, whatever, that feels good. That approval feels good. That external fix. The thing is the, what's different with the authentic person is they don't go, they don't go looking for it. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. Of course we can, but we don't need it. We don't need it. You know, like we breathe oxygen, which is, you know, not the case, but it's the ego. The ego needs to have external approval for that payoff. And the authentic payoff is just different. It's just thank you. And you, you, you know, you experience the good feels and then you move on because you don't, you don't need anything outside of you to affect your level of happiness on the inside. It's nice, but I'm good. You know, I'm whole and complete and I'm good. So, and so when we can detach from achievements, we are staying in line with our authentic self and also source energy, capital S, call it the universe or God or creator of all things or higher power, whatever you want to, but we're staying in line or, and in alignment with intention. We're doing our things. We, when we authentically are out there spreading positivity with whatever you're filling in the blank, whether it's teaching or it's, you know, yoga and just fill in the blank with whatever it is you're doing, being a medical person, you know, being a professional runner, being an example to people, being a, in the police force, just fill it in with whatever. When you're out there following your authentic path and your, your intention is to, is to contribute to the world in a positive way, regardless of how, and you, you know, the world's a better place with you in it kind of thing. As long as you're on track with that, it's all going to fall into place. Just the, the achievements can come and just feel the good feels and then stay on your path because that's the best way. Because that means you are connected your authentic self is, is feeling right in line with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, source energy, which is the best. It's awesome. And then lastly, release the concept. I love it when Wayne talks about this because it's so spot on accurate. You hear people say, oh, I have an outstanding reputation. I, my reputation, my reputation, my reputation. Release, you want to release the whole idea because that's all it is, is a concept of reputation. Because here's the thing, your reputation doesn't exist really because you're, or it does, but it, it exists in the minds of lots of other people, right? Because you're talking about what other people think of you. That's what a reputation is. It's like this collective 
thing about, you know, based on what you've said and done and whatever for how many months and years and whatever. And it's all in the different, all in different minds that interpreted things differently. And so since we have no control over what other people think, literally none, zero, it's really sort of important to just let that one go. And then we'll go back to the, you know, number six there, which is just stay on track, stay in alignment, you know, you know, living your the highest version of yourself, let it fall into place, feel the good feels, but you don't depend on it. And that's really it. All right. Awesome. So what a great place to just wind it up here because I really love the topic of transcending self-importance because I know for myself, ego seems like a, almost like a, like a splinter in your foot or something. It's, you can ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, but every once in a while it gets a little infected, draws your attention. And then you just kind of, you know, you just kind of have to sort of live with it and, and, and grow from it. I guess that's the best, the best way, because we do want to stay tapped in, tuned in, turned on, as Abraham Hicks would say, with, you know, our, you know, our, uh, with, with our authentic selves as they are connected to, uh, you know, the the divine, divine source energy. And that's it. So great. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.